You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, welcome to episode 69 of Leading and Learning. Last week, we talked about the importance of a small groups program or connect groups program or life group programs, whatever you want to call it, but the importance of having a successful small groups program in your local church. And we talked about how having a, a successful connect group program will actually help you build your church. And today, we're going to talk about what it takes to lead a small group, and we're going to give you some tips for, for success in running a small groups program. And the first question we want to ask is, who can actually lead a small group? What are the requirements? And you know, every church is going to have a different set of requirements or different things that they're looking for, and that's fine. But I'm going to give you some, some guidelines that we use in most of our C3 churches and who can actually lead a small group. And it might kind of surprise you, you know, in some Christian circles, we have this idea that unless somebody's been a Christian for five years or 10 years and has the Bible memorized, that they really can't be a leader. But, you know, we really believe that there's there's nothing that could, that could be further from the truth. And um, let's just go through these, and I, and I think you'll see what I'm talking about. The The first requirement that we have is, is pretty simple. Um, the person has to love God and have a, have a thriving and growing relationship in their faith and a uh, um, their relationship with God is growing. They're they're growing closer to Christ every day. They're spending time with God. Um, they're they're somebody that's moving forward in their their relationship with Christ. Now, notice we're not asking them to have all the answers. We're not asking them to have the Bible memorized. You know, we're all learning as we go. And so for us, somebody, somebody who's got their heart in the right place and who really loves God and is, is growing in that relationship with Jesus, that's the perfect first requirement for us for, for someone who can lead a small group. And then number two is someone who loves people. Remember what Jesus said when the, the, the religious leader said, you know, what's the greatest commandment? And, and Jesus just broke it down very simply. He said, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love people. So the first requirement is, is that someone loves God and has a, a growing relationship with Him. But then the second requirement that we have is simply that they love people, that they care about people. And this isn't just the, the verbal assent that they love people. No, it's demonstrated by the way they live their life. They, they, they actively care for people. They look for ways to serve. They're, um, they're involved in other people's lives. And then the third requirement we have is someone who regularly attends church. We're not going to let somebody lead a connect group that's not an active member in our church or somebody who's, who's attending regularly. We want this person to be involved and have their roots deep in the life of the local church. And then number four is someone who's been a part of a connect group, someone who's been a part of a small group. It's going to be difficult for somebody to lead a small group if they've never experienced one. So those are our four basic requirements, and you notice they're all pretty simple. Love God, love people, 
um, actively attend church, um, be, be participate in the life of your local church, and then someone who's been a part of a small group. And so if somebody's got these four things going on, then, then in our eyes, they're going to be a perfect candidate to lead a small group. And then the next question we want to talk about is, how can I grow my group? Um, what's, what's the process going to be for growing a group? You know, sometimes some small group leaders are kind of surprised because in our churches, we, we often don't just give them people. They've got to build the group themselves. It's, uh, it's almost like a very, very, very small church plant within the church. Um, you know, sometimes people think that, uh, if they become a connect leader, we're just going to naturally give them, you know, 10 or 15 people. And the reality is, um, very often, uh, connect group leaders need to be able to gather people. They need to be able to to build the group on their own. So, um, you know, the perfect example there is Jesus. You know, Jesus, nobody handed him um, a group of followers. He went and found the uh, the men that he wanted to uh, give his life for, the men that he wanted to um, invest in, to the men that would take the, the the message of the gospel to the next level. And so we have to learn how to gather people. And the, the way we do this, first of all, we have to have a vision. Do you have a vision for your group? Do you have a vision to see it growing? Um, you might have a vision for, for reaching singles. You might have a vision for reaching um, you know, young married couples. You might have a vision for reaching young married couples with, with children. Um, you might be a bit older, and you might have a vision for reaching uh, people that are a little bit older in life. So um, whatever it is, and, uh, and, and often this will relate to your own demographic, but not always, um, who's your vision for? And uh, who, who do you see yourself reaching? And then the second way that we grow our group is we have a positive, faith-filled atmosphere. Positive, faith-filled, faith-filled atmosphere. You know, people are attracted to, to the kind of group where they come in and there's a positive, vibrant atmosphere. When you create an atmosphere where there's life, where there's joy, where there's where there's uh, um, faith that, that that crackles in the atmosphere, this this idea that when we come together as a group and and we pray together and we believe together, we're going to see God do things. Um, this is this is going to draw people in. So you create a positive atmosphere. You create an atmosphere that's fun and um, where people have a good time and people enjoy um, uh, conversing and talking, getting to know each other. Um, that's going to be the kind of group that people are going to bring their friends to and it's going to grow naturally. The third way that we grow our group is contact, contact, contact. People that you're building relationships with, people in your group, people that you'd like to be in your connect group, contact them regularly. Phone calls, text, emails, Facebook message. If you think about somebody in your group during the week, shoot them a text letting them know you're thinking about them and praying for them. You know, that goes so far when when a, a connect group leader reaches out to somebody in the middle of the week and says, hey man, just thinking about you this week and praying for you, I hope all's going well. You know, you never know what that person is going through. And a little touch during the week, a phone call, a, you know, a simple connection point is a text or an email goes a long way in having an impact in somebody's life. So look to connect with people on a regular basis. Um, have a list of their birthdays, 
their anniversaries, other special dates in their lives. Um, remember these things. If you can send somebody a text or an email or even a, an actual card in the mail on their birthday, man, what an impact that's going to have. So connect with people, and it's going to help build the relationship. And these, again, are going to be the kind of people that are going to, um, this is going to help put their roots down in your connect group. And it's also going to be the kind of thing where they're going, going to want to invite their friends to experience this same connection that they're experiencing. And if we celebrate with our people during the happy times, and if we're there to cry with them during the hard times, then these are going to be the people that are going to stick with us as well. So make a point to connect with your people on a regular basis. And if you have to create reminders for yourself, whatever you have to do, just do it. Another way that we, we grow our groups, another way that we, we, we get our groups to grow and we build, another way that we gather people is... We talk to new people. Look for new people in church. Um, invite them to your group. You know, this seems like a, a, a pretty simple thing, but so often I see Connect leaders that are that are kind of stuck in the mud a little bit, and, you know, they're only talking to the people they know. Listen, Sunday morning church or whatever other time you meet is the perfect time for Connect leaders to be meeting people. Connect people. Connect with people. Get to know them. Find out what their names are. Find out who you know what the kids' names are. Get to know them. What do they do for a living? Are they looking for a connect group or a small group? If they are, invite them to yours. Um, sometimes people are waiting for an invitation, and sometimes, especially as a, as our churches get bigger, um, the connect groups aren't easy to see. the 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 entry point might be a little bit hard. People might not know who to talk to. So. Invite people. Say, look, you know, we meet um, on this night, and, you know, this is what we do. We'd love to have you. Invite them. You just never know. They might actually get there, love it, and stick with you. So meet new people. Invite them to your group. Another way that we gather people is we encourage our people, the people that are already in our group, to serve in different areas. You let your Connect group members help you build your group. And learning to serve, as, as we've said so many times before, is part of the discipleship process. We want everybody in our connect groups serving at some level. We don't want people that are just going to come to church and sit or come to connect group and sit. We want people that are, that are active in the life of the church and serving in different ways. And so encourage your people to serve in different areas. And as they do that, as they meet people, as they get to know people, they're going to find who's not in a group and, and invite them to your group. And, you know, be specific about it. Be intentional about it. Look for people that aren't involved in groups. That's our goal in church is to get as many people involved in our small groups program as we possibly can. And then the last way that we, we grow our group, the last way that we gather people is we spend time with our people apart from the group. You know, it's easy when, when we're, we're involved with our own families and we're involved serving in church and we're leading a connect group and we're doing so many other things in life than to just say, oh, well, I'll get together with them during connect group or I'll get together with them at church. And that's good, but it's so much better when we also have time with our people apart from the group. Maybe one-on-one -on -one time with um, you and your wife, with one other couple. Or maybe you one-on-one -on -one with the guy, or if you're, if you're a woman, one-on-one -on -one with the woman, having a coffee or a lunch. Um, 
But spending time with people apart from the group says to them that you care about them beyond the group. It says to them that you're investing in the friendship. You're investing in the relationship. And when you do that, that's going to make it so much easier for you to gather people. Because again, these people that you're investing in are going to want to help you build the group. And these are the kind of people that are going to stay with you. And they're the ones that are going to help you take that group to another level. But invest in your people. Invest in the relationship. Meals, coffees, just hanging out. Um, It goes a long way to helping you build your group. So we've talked about the requirements um, for for who, you know who can lead a small group. We've talked about how do I grow my connect group, and then we're going to just mention a couple of things here. How do I run my group? You know, look, every church does it a little bit differently. These are just a few suggestions, things we've done over the years in running many many successful connect groups. First of all, food is always a plus at a connect group. Good food. Um, attracts people. And it's so easy to have a meeting, and it's so easy to have connection, it's so easy to have conversation around food. And, you know, you can do it in different ways. We've had um, groups where we would have, you know, a theme, you know, one night we would have maybe Mexican food, another night we might have Italian food, another night we might have pizza, um, you know, German food, Asian food, whatever. But, but there's many different ways to do it. If you've got people in the group that are good at barbecuing, you know, you can have everybody bring some meat and, and barbecue the meat. Um, but, you know, use your imagination. But food is always a great starting point for a connect group because people love to connect around food. And some of the best conversations that you're going to have are going to be while you're sitting around and eating. And so food leads to fellowship, conversation, hanging out, connecting, people sharing their hearts. Um, And also, you know, create an atmosphere of fun. Create an atmosphere of fun. If somebody's having a birthday or had a birthday that week, have a cake. Everybody sing. Have a birthday. Have a small birthday party. Um, You know, if somebody's celebrating something else, Let's, let's make a big deal out of it. You know, there might be times when, when it's just good to be silly and just have fun together. Just laughing together as a group is one of the most powerful things that you can do to creating a healthy group. And then at some point in the group, if this is a, a, a real connect group, a real small group setting that's, um, um, you know, part of the, the connect group programs in your church, not just a party, um, you need to have some kind of teaching, discussion, or sharing. And, you know, what we've found over the years is, you know, there's different ways that you can go, but one of the best things that you can do is if every connect group is on the same page and they're sharing something similar. It doesn't have to be exact, but it might be something along the lines of what the pastor preached on this past week. Um, it might be something, uh, you know, some other similar theme that the church is working on. And there might even be somebody in the church that sends out, um, you know, some some connect notes. That's you know what we do in a lot. Of, what we've done a lot of the time is, you know, we'll create connect notes on what the pastor preached on. We'll send it out to the connect leaders, and they can use it as a starting point for their discussion. And of course, every leader is going to do it a little bit differently. We're not asking you to re-preach the message. We want just a short time. 15, 20 minutes of of teaching and discussion and and getting into the Bible and talking about what the Bible says. Because what this is going to do 
This is going to stir um, questions that people might have had about the sermon. This is going to stir uh, questions people might have about the Bible or about their relationship with Christ. And it's going to provide an opportunity for the group to come together and talk and learn. And, and everybody is going to be built up. So, um, again, it doesn't have to be a long teaching. This is not an hour-long Bible study. Um, but it's a it's an opportunity for us to sit and talk about things that are important and to uh, to help our people grow in their faith. And and I'd especially just throw this out, no weird stuff. Um, I've talked to folks who, who, you know, led groups or been a part of groups where, you know, they end up talking about all kinds of weird stuff from Revelation and other, you know, just bizarre things that really aren't helping. Um, you know, connect groups aren't the time to get into weird stuff. They're the time to give people things that are going to help them in their Christian life during the week. So, um, Spend some time doing this. And then this should lead right into a time of prayer. Connect groups are an awesome opportunity for us to pray together. You know, everybody comes into a meeting, comes into a group setting with different needs and different situations that they're going through. And, you know, Sunday morning church, just there's not often the opportunity for us to sit down and pray for everybody. And so in a connect setting, we can say, hey, look, is there anybody have anything we need to pray for? And it gives somebody an opportunity to say, yeah, you know, I went to the doctor this week and I got a bad report or my dad's going through a serious, you know, issue or, you know, I'm dealing with this situation at work or, you know, whatever the situation might be, it gives the group an opportunity to come together and pray. And, you know, don't rush it, but at the same time, don't take all night. Let's pray for each other. Let's lift each other up, and then let's see what God does. And people appreciate being prayed for. You know, one of the things we shared last week in the importance of uh, a connect group or a small groups program in the local church is the fact that in the connect group setting, this is where most of the pastoral ministry takes place. And so when we're praying for each other and we're um, lifting each other up, and maybe somebody's got a word of encouragement for somebody else or... Um, you know, we're able to really provide pastoral ministry on on the scale that people need. And it's in this setting that most of the time people's issues, people's needs are going to be taken care of when we come together and share and pray and help people connect with God and with each other. And then the last thing we wanted to mention, you know, we've talked about the, the requirements for leading a small group, who can lead one. How do I lead my group? What are some, some ways that I can, you know, better gather people together? We talked about how I run my group. What are some, some best practices that I can employ in, in running a successful connect group meeting? And then the last thing is, where do I turn for help if, if, if as a connect group leader I've got problems? If I'm dealing with a situation in my connect group that's pretty bad, you know, one example is you might have somebody in your connect group that's having serious marital issues, and you may not feel equipped and probably aren't equipped to deal with it. And so really what we need to know is, where do we turn for help? And so this should be laid out very clearly to the connect group leader. Um, who they turn to for help. Who do they go to when they've got one of these situations that's pretty bad, whether it's a marital conflict or somebody in your group that's got a very serious health issue or some other serious situation. So, you know, often... Um, you know, when we have a question or if there's something we need some help with, we can turn to another connect group leader. Peer level relationships are very important. 
And often it's in these peer level relationships that we'll be able to find the help that we need or um, have somebody help us to, to or point us towards the resources that we need. But, you know, there's going to be other times, like I said, when we deal with these very serious situations and we need to know who to go to. So who's the pastor or leader that we can report to and say, hey, look, you know, this couple, so-and-so, they're dealing with, uh, you know, a marital crisis, um, and, you know, I don't know who to refer them to. So just making sure that's very, very clear to all of our Connect leaders is very important. Who do you turn to for help? Now, can you think of any other requirements for leading a small group? Can you think of any other um, things that, that that you've employed in leading a Connect group or maybe even a Connect group that you've been a part of that uh, that you think we should add here? I'd love to hear what you think. So um, if you would, go to davidspell.com, leave your comment or your question in the comments section for today's post. If I miss something, let me know what it is. Um, and you know if this helps you, if this is if this is good for you, let me know that as well. I always appreciate your feedback. And while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Um, I publish three blog posts a week, and subscribers um, don't miss a single issue. It just comes right into your inbox. But subscribers also receive my free monthly subscribers-only newsletter. And you're not going to want to miss it. We talk about what we're doing in Brazil. We put a lot of pictures in there, um, some extra leadership tips, and just a lot of extras that you're not going to get anywhere else. So make sure you subscribe today. Well, now it's time for this week's resource highlights. And I say highlights because... Um, last week we mentioned two books. I'm going to mention them again this week in case you, you didn't get it last week. Um, two very important leadership books. Um, first of all, Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond is my leadership book. And the link that I'm putting here is the link to the revised edition. I've added a number of new chapters. Um, this is a really a lifetime um, compilation of things that I've learned about leadership in, in leading in, in the church, leading in the police department, um, things about management, supervision, um, even some stuff about time management and personal development. So check out Leading into the 21st Century and Beyond. I know it's going to help you. But also, I want to mention Wiki Church by Pastor Steve Murrell. Pastor Steve Murrell leads a very large and very successful church in the Philippines. And he, he he's very candid about um, the ways that he built the church, about how he, he went into church leadership not knowing very much about it and not even knowing where to start. But he, he took some very basic principles that he saw in the Bible, and he employed these things. And his Connect Group program is unbelievable. The small groups program is so successful there, and it has become the catalyst that has helped build that church into a true megachurch. So check out Wiki Church. I know you're going to love it. Phenomenal book. Now, as we close today, can I ask for just a small favor? Would you go to iTunes and give Leading and Learning a review? Your reviews help push us up higher in the ratings so we can get our content to more awesome people just like you. So until until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.